This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. House call for Isom. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. Green Bay, man, they might be coming. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. On a hump day. I'm going to have some fun. Michigan State, college football, Pistons, maybe even some wings all on the clock. I'm trying to get ready for the show. And apparently John's idea of fun is just Taylor Swift conversations. He can't get enough of it. It's it's fun. It's what I like to talk about. Times person of the year. Yeah, how yeah, deserving. Yeah, yeah. No, that is not how you actually feel. Just don't lie to the people. No, very deserving. Very deserving. When I think people on the on the globe, really, I think tweet I think T Swift. <laughs> like of all the people, of all the how many billions? <laughs> So you're such a liar. You're lying to all the people. Um, here's what I'm, I'm going to bring up. I'm not going to lie to you guys today. Um, but I do have a question for John and everyone else listening. Let's, let's just say this. Let's pretend for a second. John, if, if this show went on for another 15, 20 years, let's say we picked up some steam. Maybe nobody likes us right now, but we start winning awards. Ratings go through the roof. Thousands of people text in every day. Those are huge numbers. I know. Huge. We don't, you know, we'd gain some status around here. But one day, I just decided to show up to work and, eh, I just wasn't in it anymore. Just didn't love it. I wasn't prepping. I was getting here late. Just felt like I didn't want to be here. How long would this show be allowed to keep going before someone said something about it? I don't know. It depends how many awards. Oh, lots of awards. <laughs> in fact, we, we were named Station of the Year one time. Wow. In the entire country. Made a lot of Final Fours, too. Oh, bro, nice. Yeah, Final yeah. Four, I don't know what that has to, has to do Final, with radio. One but... of the four best stations. Oh, okay. How long would we be allowed to keep going before people started questioning us? I don't know. I think there's a little leeway there, but, you know, okay, maybe what, three, five years. What if we flipped the conversation right, instead flip. of a radio station? It was a college basketball coach. How long before you start questioning the coach on what the hell is going on? Because I'm watching Michigan State, and I I just can't figure it out. And and to answer my own question, the answer is never. You're never allowed to say anything bad about that college basketball coach, or else 150 of these Spartan dogs are going to show up at your doorstep in harmony saying, just wait until March, bro. I'm watching this Michigan State game yesterday. And there are problems on this team, starting with the shooting. 27% from three, 12th in the Big Ten, worst under Tom Izzo's tenure at Michigan State. He's been there for 29 seasons, and they've never shot less than 32%. And they're at 27. 27, partially because they're playing two centers who have played 135 combined games and have never made a single Three-pointer. Why are Madi Sissoko and Carson Cooper both in the starting lineup? Couldn't tell you. 
It's almost like you could you could bring in this stretch five, this big freshman, five-star recruit. Oh, wait, that guy's out of the rotation. So for some reason, Xavier Booker's not playing. You're starting two centers, both of them, and then you don't have another big guy. You have no size. So you have two options. You play two bigs together and have zero offense, yet seven Big Ten teams are still out-rebounding you, or you go small and still have no offense. There's no depth. There's no size. There's no consistent offense. No one's generating anything. It's all, I can explain to you every single Michigan State possession real quick. This is how it goes. 10 seconds of Tyson Walker trying to get his own shot. He passes the ball and that person just looks extremely confused as to what to do with this big round orange ball. How, what do I do with this thing? No one knows their role on offense. It looks like a bunch of guys who just met trying to play pickup. What's going on in practice? This was supposed to be the season. Preseason ranked four. Yet they're off to a four and four start. Just lost at home to Wisconsin yesterday. This is an eight-man rotation consisting of one freshman, one sophomore, and six upperclassmen. Two juniors, two seniors, two super seniors. Why is no one getting better? They are preseason ranked four because there was an assumption this team has experience. They're going to be able to play together and get better as the season goes on. Not to mention get better in the offseason. And they haven't. It looks like they don't know how to play together, yet most of them have been playing together for three-plus seasons. What goes on during a Michigan State practice? I wish I knew the answer. Is it defensive closeout drills for five straight hours? Is that all they do? There's not shit. clearly not any shooting drills, not paying off at least. And how, how can none of these guys, none of them have gotten better at shooting. In fact, they've regressed. Jaden Atkins, junior, shot 42% from three last season. And now he does cardio on the floor. He walks up and down the floor. Well, excuse me, he runs, he plays, and just does nothing. He's down to 27% from behind the arc. I'm getting kind of sick and tired of the, well, just wait until March, man. Mr. Tom Izzo, Mr. March, January, February, Izzo. Guys, in the past five years, Michigan State's 31 and 29. Or in their last 60 Big Ten games, they're 31 and 29. That's, that's just slightly above average. They haven't been great since 2019. You've walked into March, you've limped into walk. March Madness the last three years as a seven seed, a seven seed, and an 11 seed. That's why you keep losing early. You haven't had 30 wins in five years. You haven't finished the season ranked in five years. Yet, if I say anything questioning Tom Izzo, I'm the bad guy. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I'm not even this diehard Michigan State fan. But there was so much hype going into this team throughout the year. It felt like this was going to be one of Tom Izzo's last great teams. And it's been the complete opposite. This has been one of the most disappointing starts to a year I can remember. In Michigan State history, in Michigan history, like not even just MSU basketball. You can argue the Pistons... Are, are less disappointing than Michigan State, and they have lost 17 games in a row. There was no expectation there. Michigan State's 
four and four. They were preseason ranked four. Yet I'm the bad guy if I bring up anything poor about Tom Izzo. I'm the guy that oh, just wait until March, man. That doesn't work anymore. So I, I want to ask everyone, am I allowed to start questioning Tom Izzo? And I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, Tom Izzo should be fired. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. But this also isn't just an overreaction to last night's game. They've been treading water for four straight years. It's very similar to the way D'Antonio's tenure ended as the football coach. They went 3-9, and nine, and then... 10 and 3, and then it was average from there on out. 7 and 6, 7 and 6. Mark, you still with us? Wake up, Mark. Got a game in five hours. Bus is here. Is that what it's like with Tom Izzo right now? Now, people are never going to try to send Tom Izzo out of the building. People are never going to try to get this guy fired. If he wants to drag this thing out for another 10 years, Michigan State would be delighted. If Tom Izzo asked Michigan State to roll out a red carpet everywhere he went throughout campus, there would be 107 student interns applying to get that job. He's golden down there. They love him. He's earned his stripes. But if you want to keep calling him Mr. March and demand like he's talked about in the same way Coach K is or John Calipari is, well, then you've got to be held to a higher standard. You've got to be a little upset with what's going on. Yet it... Like I said, it just feels like, you know, Tom Izzo, what a great guy. Oh, could never do anything wrong. Well, he hasn't been great for five years. That's a real thing now. That's a big enough sample size. Michigan State has been treading water. Because the classic MSU thing to do here would be, well, we're just going to close our eyes at the bad. And then as soon as everything is going well again, we're going to throw it all in your face. Told you, dude. All you had to do is wait until March. It's a sin to say anything bad about Tom Izzo in East Lansing. But guys, if Michigan State's going to play like this the rest of the season, they're not going to be dancing at all in March. And I don't think that's an overreaction to last night's game. This team has serious problems. They can't shoot. They have no size off the bench because they refuse to play their five-star, one of the highest recruits Tom Izzo has ever had. The highest recruit Tom Izzo has ever had. He didn't even play last night. He's buried. And whether that's Tom Izzo not playing him or him not figuring it out, I know there's some stuff going around on campus that he's not working hard, whatever. I don't care what the reason is. Things aren't going well for Michigan State basketball right now. And to think we just can't talk about it because talking about Tom Izzo's in a negative way, is a bad thing. That's not how we operate. Tom Izzo's a legend, yes. Which means we should be expecting more from this program, to say the least, and be a little bit salty that we're not getting it. We're not getting what was promised this year, what was expected. And based on what we've seen, this team is not only not great, they might not even be good. They haven't gotten better. Like I said, 12 seconds of Tyson Walker trying to get his own shot, pass the ball. What do I do with this big orange rock? No one else can dribble. No one else knows their role on the team. That's the thing. There's no flow to this offense. In the half court, it's a mess. It looks like five strangers who just met, who have never seen a basketball in their lives, are trying to figure it out. 989 837 6125. 
maybe I'm talking to myself. Maybe I'm talking to a brick wall because it doesn't feel like there's a ton of MSU people around here, John. No, I, you know, we, 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 we talk them and, and we, we honestly have more conversations probably in person around here in the offices about them than, uh, than listeners. But if, if you're a Spartan fan who feels like, I think most Spartan fans do, Hey, wait till March. Hey, this is still December. We, we want to hear from you, but it's, it's definitely concerning. And, you know, uh, he's the oldest head coach. Uh, if, if he does bring them to the final four would be the oldest coach to do so. Right. Yep. Like this is, this is the back nine and probably, you know, the final holes, if we're completing the golf metaphor with this, that's, that's how it is for, for, for Izzo. But I felt, we talked about this at the beginning of the season, unlike most of college basketball, which is just transfers trying to, you know, mesh right now. And that's why I think some teams are struggling out of the gate. Sure. Michigan state's not like that. Yeah, exactly. They have their. Why has it been disappointing? Why are they not winning? Why are they not getting better? It, it it just doesn't make sense right now. I'm not saying, well, they're not going to figure it out and get to March, but you know what? I can write off top four seed, top five seed. That's sure not happening anymore. And if they don't turn a corner, if they don't start getting better, yeah, maybe March Madness isn't a lock. I'm not going to go as far as saying I don't think they'll be in March Madness, but if they keep playing like this, if they shoot 27% from three all season long, yeah, that's a conversation. 989-837-6125. Are you disappointed in the start that Michigan State has had? Because I certainly am. And I'm starting to wonder why this thing's not working out. 989-837-6125. We'll hit the text line when we come back. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to The Payoff. All right, I'm sitting here. here, Here's what we're doing. I'm upset with the way Michigan State has started off things. As a radio host, I don't even root for Michigan State, to be honest. They're not my team. But the way that this thing has started has just been so disappointing. Preseason four. Now they're four and four on the year. And they're playing like garbage. It's not even like, yes, you had the Duke loss, but now you're losing at home to Big Ten teams. You lost to James Madison. There are problems on this team that don't seem fixable. And I'm starting to wonder why no one's asking, what's going on with Tom Izzo? Why is this thing not working out? Because like you alluded to earlier, Everyone's saying whatever you call them, the MSU bros coming to your door, or whatever. The Sparty Dows. <laughs> that the Sparty Dows. Wait good. till March, bruh. Th- those guys do that because that's what he does. He waits till March. I know. Like you could take a look at last year. Perfect example, right? They play the ACC Big Ten Challenge, lose to a Miller Dame team. Granted, on the road by 18 points, they didn't have a loss last year as bad as the James Madison loss this year. But you know, had a top 10 loss, had a loss against the Miller Dame team, and then. Lost their Big Ten home opener last year against Northwestern, a team that wasn't perceived to be that good. Northwestern would eventually uh, sneak into the NCAA tournament. But it sort of started like this last year in a way where, yeah, you lost your Big Ten opener, uh, not against a Purdue, not against a, you know, a powerhouse against Northwestern who had, you know, a magical run last year. But that's how it started. And then. They won nine in a row after that and obviously, you know, got to where they got last year, which you think was under which, the radar. Which, which, which was what? A seven seed. A seven seed, and they made it to the 16. Sweet 16, and that was they the best thing the they did in four years. <laughs> I get it, but that's that's where that comes from because – and it's and I'm not trying to, like, belittle the point. I think any MSU fan, and we're going to hit the text line, but any MSU fan watching this, 
it's concerning. And it's especially concerning, too, and we touched on this point in the previous segment, but a lot of these powerhouse programs, the big programs, a, a program that Michigan State has played this year in Duke, their coach's main concern is, all right, they may have one or two core pieces from last year, but a lot of them don't. Their main concerns are, all right, how do we get this recruit to play at the best level? And also, right. all of these transfers that we have, how do we get them the mesh? This guy was at this school. This guy was at that school. Like, that's the main concern. And that's, that's why we not, were so high of them going into the year. Yeah, that is I not sat a, here yeah. in this studio and was like, I don't see – this is going to be the best season they've had in yeah. a, a decade. The, the modern problem for college basketball, and these coaches have done a good job you know, going, uh, getting through it, it's not a problem for Tom Izzo. The core of this team from a season ago in which they did reach the Sweet 16 is there. So – when you fail, and it's not a failure through eight games, but when you struggle to no, this, get the, the first eight games have been a failure. <laughs> that's fine. That, like, I won't let, go that far. But how how has it not been a failure? It's been underwhelming. They were, it's they not were a failure ranked number four, John. If they weren't I ranked going into it. the year, Remember, it wouldn't be a failure. Why, why last night feels bad too, by the way? Because some are going to argue, and I'm sure. All right, Wisconsin's ranked. Wisconsin was coming off a win against Marquette. They're right. 23rd in the country. They're obviously going to be higher in the rankings when the next AP poll comes out. Why it's a little concerning, it's on your home court, but also... Because you're Michigan's, shooting 27% from three, is that why? They had a full week rest leading up to the game. Mm-hmm. They had a schedule in the beginning that, yeah, they, they played a lot in that beginning, and then they had seven full days to prepare for your home Big Ten opener, and that's how they came out last night. Like, that that's where the concern lies. And obviously you have right uh, uh, time to correct it, and you play Nebraska this Sunday, so another Big Ten game before the week is over, but... That's the concerning part where, all right, yeah, it's Wisconsin, but you're at your home court. You were favored by five, by the way, and you're coming off a full week's rest, yeah. and they still can't shoot the ball. Well, yeah, you. Well, A, here's, here's some other concerns. A, you can't shoot the ball. B, similar to the Pistons where it's like you have all these guards and you have all these big guys and no wings, it's a very similar format. You're starting two centers, and then you don't have another big man coming off the bench because you refuse to play Xavier Booker. Then you have all these guards who bring nothing to the table offensively, really, besides Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard occasionally, but he's he's like the only pass-first guy on this team. Mm-hmm. I, I watch this team play, and it looks like they've never played together, which, again, goes back to the point this team has been together. Two super seniors, two seniors, two juniors. Why, does it, why is there no flow offensively? Because when Tyson Walker comes out of the game, they just look lost. Lost puppies. No idea what to do. There's no rhythm. There's no anything. They don't know how to operate in the half court when he's gone. And even when he is there, it's like, okay, he gives up the ball, and then what? He stands around. Everyone else is just kind of standing around waiting for a drive kick, drive kick, drive kick, except no one can shoot. And it leads to just this this jumbled mess on offense. They don't know how to operate without Walker on the floor. They rely on him way too much to just bail them out of games rather than initiate an offense. There's no real point guard on this team. That was very apparent. Mm. That's been apparent this year. They don't have a point guard. They have a 6'2 guy just, who shoots and, and can knock down tough shots. I, I think Walker is. It's just it's too much on him. He, he averages less than three assists a game. I what know, do you mean he's a true he's, point guard? He's, not a true point guard, but he's, I think, a little, like he's, I, I think the it, the onus is put on him to shoot more than, honestly, he should. Because honestly, and, and obviously I, I've, I've, stayed the fact that I followed him through his career because he was a player 
from my neck of the woods Here in Queens, we New go. York. Here we go. He was always past first. <laughs> MSU is the one who turned him into the scoring guy, by the way. And Northeastern, he was a good distributor as well. In high school, he's great. Like, it, it's not like he can't do it, but he's got to be their leading scorer because he could just fill it up. He's he's hard to guard, man. He could drive in. And, uh, you know, obviously, I, I you want better shooting numbers from him. But uh, in terms of a, a, a point guard who could drive in and, and get through contact, he's one of the best in the nation. And, and, and here's the other thing, too which I guess we're kind of guilty of right now because we keep getting away from where I wanted this conversation to really be centered around. Where's that? Why is no one questioning Izzo? I mean, he's a legend. Is that a good enough answer? (laughs) That's what the answer is. It's always, it, 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 I, I believe me. It's not a good answer. Okay. He's he's a a legend. We'll accept mediocre basketball now where he's a legend. Therefore he doesn't have to come to work anymore. Well, he doesn't have to provide us good products. It's not that. It's just until they stop making NCAA tournaments, no one's going to oust them. They love that guy. And last year, right, again, when goal. it was underwhelming, and I get the seed thing, you just got to get in. And and listen, if you're What's, a blue blood, you want to be a top four seed. I get that. And I think MSU fans uh, perceive themselves to be that. And right, I get so, it. So, so but, the goal of the season when you're preseason four shouldn't be to no, make the tournament. Believe me, this year. Oh, we kept the streak alive. This year is different. And, so and, many years in a row. And that's why you have a point because this year is different. And, and it, it shouldn't be forgotten that, yeah, this team was a preseason number four. Like, they should be in the, I would say, top three seed, right? One, two, or three. That's, like, you, you can write 12 that best off. Teams and, like, you give them a little, not a little leeway, but a little, okay, Twelve. You got to be one of the twelve best teams in college basketball. That's not happening. Preseason four. It's and just right not now happening. they're not that. Hey, and I don't think they're getting back into that. I don't see a world where they can get to a top three seed anymore. Do you? No. I mean, yeah, you'd have to win still, the big you ten. You still only have four losses, but I mean, you have to. You'd have to go undefeated the rest of the way, basically. Well, yeah, you, you, you have to. You have to. You have to win the Big Ten, and you have to. You have to start writing the ship there. I don't. I, I'm quick look at the schedule. I don't know if there's any non-conference. They do have Baylor. I forgot about that. Yeah, who's that's what? A, that's at the Five? LCA, too. Five? Yeah. They do They do have Baylor. There you go. There's, an, an, there's, there's another, another loss. One. There's another non-conference uh, loss. Already chalking it up to now. We're going to turn things around because we're magically going to start shooting uh, 40% <laughs> from three, and we're magically going to get this self-creating wing. Everything's going to fix itself. <laughs> okay. Keep telling yourself that uh, this is a roster problem. This is a roster problem and a lack of development problem. No one got better. Tyson Walker's the same player. AJ Hogard's the same player. Uh, Atkins has gotten worse. Manny Sissoko got better, <laughs> but that's not moving the needle for anybody. Um, listen, we're going to get to everyone's text. They're rolling in. Uh, but we're having a good conversation. We'll keep it rolling. Um, Tom Izzo, is he under scrutiny right now? The answer is no. From you, yes. The answer is no, but I think he should be. 989-837-6125. I promise we'll get to all the texts. Everyone's everyone's chiming in. Surprisingly. Uh, yeah. Well, just because they've been quiet on the Michigan State stuff, but it's this this is what juts it out. A loss like last night. 989-837-6125. We'll hit the text line when we come back. I said it the last time, this time I promise. You're listening to the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. The payoff continues more from the great lakes bay region's home for sports sports radio 100.9 the mitt as promised we'll hit the frick sports bar text line 989-837-6125 we're talking michigan state 
Do you think Tom Izzo deserves a little bit of the blame? And why has Michigan State been off to just one of the most disappointing starts to a season I really can remember? Not just in Michigan State basketball program history, but, I don't know, sports in Michigan? <laughs> Michigan sports? is I don't think that's an overreaction. I really don't. Well, there's there's expectations with it, right? I mean, technically, worst start is, uh, you know, your boys in, at the LCA there, those Pistons. But there, but there was, was no, no expectation. Exactly. So, hey, you win two games through your first 20. Eh, it is what it is. Michigan State was the preseason number four, and they're 500 and lost their first Big Ten game at their own place. And guess what? The Pistons are going to win tonight. Oh, yeah, great. You and Brad, man, the propaganda machine before the game. <laughs> well, no, they do. They're going to win. They're going to win. Brad was playing the win-loss, win-loss game. If they, if they get this, they can maybe have seven wins by New Year's. It's like, dude, open your eyes. <laughs> this team's awful. Uh, I love it, though. I, Brad never is uh, never is that. He tells it like it is. But I, I, I like to see him before the show, uh, you know, putting on that uh, propaganda cap, I guess. Dwayne from Midland chiming in. I can tell you why Izzo is starting two centers. Malik Hall was playing at the four in the previous season. Malik Hall simply has no dog in him. He's been there for five years and has still not gotten any better. Well, that's all but apparent. Want me to read you his three-point shooting the last three seasons? As a sophomore, or as a junior, I guess, uh, 42%. As a a senior, 32%. As a super senior, ready for this? 16%. It's gotten significantly worse from outside. He's scoring a little bit more, but he can't shoot anymore. So the lack of development on this team has been absolutely wild. Jalen from Midland now chiming in. Um, Jalen from Midland. John, you're not wrong for saying what you're saying. Tom Izzo never seems to take advantage of his five-star players. Izzo turns five-star players into limited players. Izzo seems to always keep a leash on these five-star and talented players. We'll see this consistently. Got some people agreeing with you for once. Yeah, well, and I I think Jalen actually brings up a great point too, right? Booker is the best recruit that Izzo has gotten. Literally ever. Maybe not that he doesn't know what to do with him, but it's like he's never had a recruit this talented and he doesn't want to force feed him into the lineup and especially the way the team, I guess, is not gelling right now. You don't want to put him into a spot where you think he's going to fail. Bye. And believe me, Transfer Izzo, portal. Bye. You, you, but this is why you trust, but this is why you trust Izzo because even at however old he is and being, if he makes the final four this year, the oldest coach to ever do it, he's still in his old age, getting the best recruits, getting the, I mean, uh, one thing you can ever say uh, against Tom Izzo, I don't know any coach that towards the tail end of their career. And this is what Izzo is in right now is when they nailed their best recruit. You know, Coach mm. K didn't get Christian Leitner in his final season. Like, most well, of the Coach time... Coach K got some pretty good recruits all the did, way up until did. the end, uh, He man. did. Well, if you want to call Zion, but maybe Coach K is, is the one example. But a lot of a lot of coaches, I, I'll, I'll bury a guy I love burying. Jim Beheim's a great example. Mello in 03, and then he couldn't really get over that, well, right? Mello became an all an NBA Hall of Famer. Well, You're yeah. probably never going to top that but, if you but find someone like but that. But to, to get a guy that's been lauded more than any MSU player under the history of when Izzo has been there, it shows you something. But you got to get him going. If he's this lauded recruit, and I don't want to put the blame on him because he hasn't even gotten time. You don't know whether he's good or not. But he, yeah. had, he didn't see the court last night. In no. the first Big Ten game, like, that's a problem. And, Especially in college basketball. You know, I hear stuff from Michigan State where it's like, oh, well, he's never showed up to film, never done anything extra, doesn't stay long at practice. I don't know if that stuff's true. I, I don't really care. 
Coach him up. He's 18 years old, 19 years old. Coach him up. Put that dog in him. Put that dog in him. And I get it. Like some people just naturally have that spark, but isn't that your job as a, what, 68-year-old head coach who has this experience, who's an adult in the room, to instill that type of mentality on his players, on his program? Don't you want to shape that culture? Why is no one getting on Xavier Booker for any of this? Kind of just seems like he's left out. No one's cheering him on. No one's rooting for him to succeed. That's what it feels like. Otherwise, I mean, if they were, he'd be playing. If they were, if, if, if Tom Izzo showed he believed in Xavier Booker, he'd continue playing him. And that would instill some self-confidence in the guy. But when you bench him, what do you think is going to happen? Chris from Bay City. Uh, relying on Tyson Walker every game is not working. Izzo tries new things all year. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But by the time Big Ten gets going, he will know what's best and continue on. I hope so. But what can Tom Izzo fix about the shooting? That, like, in the roster. There's no backup big if you're not going to play Booker. So, I don't know. Can Tom Izzo fix the 27% from downtown? Probably not. Unless everyone just starts lighting it up. I think they have to be less reliant on it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, th- but then it gets to the, you don't have a self-creator outside of Tyson Walker, mm-hmm. who's six foot two. It's weird, man. Mid-range, baby. Get it going. <laughs> uh, Jeremy from Beaverton, our biggest fan, chiming in. MSU won't be playing in March. This guy, I'm telling you, relax, bro. The more you talk, the dumber you sound. Joey Hauser is gone. They'll find another shooter. Who? Tell me who, Jeremy. Who's their next shooter? I'm waiting. Go ahead. 989-837-6125. Tyson, be, baby. They won't be playing in March. This guy, I'm telling you, relax, bro. What, what, what do you want me to... All right, this is the show Jeremy wants. This is just for Jeremy. Michigan State's going to be fine. They'll be there in March. End of show. That's, that's, that's my entire take. That's the feeling of the fan base. You, you deal with it. I know, I know you have a lot of buddies who are Spartan fans. That's what they're telling no, no, you no. right They're going to turn it around. They're going to be just fine. They're going to walk into March as a seventh seed, and I don't care about anything that happens until then. Is that, <laughs> the, is that the show Jeremy wants? I, I love Jeremy. Me too. He's one of our consistent texters. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. Joey Hauser was, like, led NCAA in three-point percentage last year. He was a 40% from the clip. I think he was, like, 42. You don't just replace that. You don't just find another guy. That's, that's really hard to do. And I'm looking at this roster. Who's it going to be? It's supposed to be Hall. He's went backwards. It's supposed to be Atkins. He's went backwards. Hogard, the shootings went up. The percentage has went up. But he's just at the end of the day, not one of those offensive-minded players. He's like your only pass-first option. And Tyson Walker, his percentage is never going to be that high because most of his shots are contested off the dribble shots. They're hero ball shots. Uh, John from Ann Arbor. James from Ann Arbor. Izzo is too much of a dictator. He holds most of his talented players down. Because of this, his players play timid because Izzo never lets them play for uh, play free and make makes them timid. Izzo has always been a dictator yelling at his players. If they sneeze on the court, he'll yell at them. <laughs> like, wow. <sighs> I don't have a problem with Izzo yelling at the kids. I have a problem with them losing basketball games. <laughs> That that's that's my thing. Oh, oh old man he, dictator. By the way, with James, 
So, sometimes he's John, sometimes he's James. You got to settle on one name here. Well, I get you can call it both, and I, and and believe me, I I, I love. I'm gonna call him James from Ann Arbor. He's the guy who you know put uh, put the bet down on me for the Harbaugh jersey that I had to wear last week with the cap. But got to settle on a name. Uh, Unless you want to go by both, but you know James John or John James. Are you are you one of those? Are you a Jack John? No, no. John Jonathan? No. John just J O H N baby. What's your middle name? Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah. Johnny Suits is what we call him here at work. <laughs> Johnny Suits or Johnny Pasta? Yeah, of course. I can't believe that's never been brought up on the show. It has. Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want to tell everyone why you're called <laughs> Johnny Suits? I think we're rolling with the Spartans. Believe me, there'll, there'll be a whole segment for that one. Day. Eventually. You know, Eventually. Probably around Christmas when I do get on a flight. You know. Now you're teasing the people. Um, but they don't care that much. Not yet. Well, now they'll care when nothing's going on. When you show up in a suit one day to work, that's when it's, it's have, getting brought I up. Uh, not since this show has been on. No. Uh, Jeremy, chiming back in. I asked, you know, who's this other shooter going to be? And he said, not a Spartan fan at all, but to say they won't make the dance in March is crazy. Shots will start falling. Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. And, and, and again, Ben, like you're on the side of, yeah, they're probably going to make it. It's just the expectation is not that for this team. It's not, oh, they're an at-large bid. They're the fifth Big Ten team to get in. Right. They were a preseason number four yeah, no, in no, the no, country. No, no. And I get it. But I get it. it Purdue it, was number two. So it's like, all right, they're still, even with that, not the best team in the Big Ten. But this is a team that's supposed to be a two or three seed. This is a team last year that brought a lot of returners back. Last season went to the Sweet 16. And as Spartan fans know, lost a game that was a complete toss-up. It was Marquise Noel- Walker just going back and forth. It was whoever had it last was going to win that game. That That's how it went. So they were a couple of bounces away from going to right. the Elite Eight, and then you don't know after that as well. And now they're 4-4 four and four and 0-1 and in the Big Ten, losing to a team that, yes, is ranked in Wisconsin, and, yes, I think is probably the most underrated team in the Big Ten, uh, and they have a win against Marquette. But you had a full week of rest. At right. the Breslin Center. The goal's not to make March Madness. Didn't play. Didn't play well. The goal's not to make March Madness. You're not Northwestern. You're not Rutgers. You're not Maryland. You're Michigan State. You deem yourself a blue blood because you've made the tournament 27 years in a row, something like that. Lose track. But if you want to keep calling yourself one of these blue bloods, one of these elite programs, making the tournament's not good enough. Like, congratulations, you kept your streak alive and you got bounced in the first round again. And I get it, they made the Sweet 16 last year, but the last two years before that, first weekend bounce. So, yeah, I guess if they squeak into the, season, uh, into the tournament and you, we want to deem that a success, go crazy, but uh, not me. That's, that's extremely disappointing. Uh, all right, we finally got our answer on James John. He said, this is James, not John. I use John by accident because John is my guy and he cracks me up being one of the funniest Michigan haters of all time. There you go. I like that legacy. <laughs> uh, if, 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 I, if I go down as over the next couple of years, people are like, oh, who's the biggest Michigan football, by the way, Michigan football <laughs> hater uh, in sports radio in, in the state, like that's, that's going to be great. So I appreciate it from Ann Arbor. John goes and to I bed do with it a out smile of love, as on always. his face. I, I try and keep it real with everyone. You know, he goes to bed like, you know, the, the picture of the Grinch spinning, uh, smirking from ear to ear, just this grimace look on his face. That's John. That's, that's John talking bad about uh, Jim Harbaugh, America's <laughs> team. I mean, yeah, that's what Michigan they say. versus everybody. 
Um, uh-oh. For the first time in the show, we have Texter Beef. They're starting to fight each other. That's good. <laughs> I guess that means we're doing something good. Uh, Jeremy sounds like an idiot for calling you guys idiots for saying Izzo is not coaching his prize players to be dogs. Jeremy, you need to be chill and listen to the boys preach. They're right on this one. <laughs> we got people picking sides on this now, it's John. It's good. No, this is great. This is great. Uh, you're either on team Ben or you're on team John, otherwise known as team Dwayne or team team Jeremy from Bay City. I, w- I need Jeremy and Dwayne in the same room, just going toe to toe, eye for eye. That, that's what I need. Uh, 989-837-6125. You guys can chime in in any way, shape, or form you want. Uh, we can keep the Michigan State basketball stuff rolling. I've got some other stuff planned out too, John. we got Do some you know? other good stuff Do for you? us. I, I know we tease the, the Big Ten portal stuff. Eh. I like this <laughs> Michigan State stuff more. Uh, the Michigan State stuff's good. Pistons, they're going to win today. And tomorrow, Patrick Kane debuts as a Red Wing. That's true, too. I'm going to give you three things when we come back from break, and you're going to pick which one we're going to talk about. How about that? The, this is on me now. Yeah, it's on you. Oh, okay. 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Back to The Payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Everybody looks good at home. Except for Michigan State last night. <laughs> Uh, just teeing me up. I, if you, if you alley, I'm going to oop, man. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, tough, tough. It, that was, just blew my mind on that one. Did not see that one coming. I probably should have. I said, I said it on a T for you. Yeah. I can't believe you've gone 47 minutes without bringing up. Actually, I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm going to, I'm going to do something quick and then I'll let you bring it up. Sure. Uh, yeah. Th- I got to thank the texters. This was a fun show and everyone going at each other. Listen, Jeremy from Beaverton, you can think I'm an idiot. That's fine. You don't have to agree with me on anything you say. I'm, ju- I'm just glad we can, we can communicate a little bit. We can have some fun because um, that's what this is all about. At least I, I think so. Um, with that being said, I can't believe you haven't, you haven't brought up Juan Soto yet. Going well, to your stupid Yankees team. You know, even though it's, it's going pretty much under the radar because Otani doesn't want to publicly you know, talk about the free agency or just keep the meetings uh, hush, hush. Because he's then, in Detroit. He doesn't want the, of course. the media. But yeah, where's Juan Soto going? Everyone in New York thinks he's going to the Yankees. They need a big left-hand uh, power bat. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. That That's the one thing you, I can't complain about when you're you're looking at you know certain baseball teams. And it's the same thing, obviously. Dodgers affiliate, Loons here at Dow Diamond. They're going for Otani, too. When the big teams fail, like they did this year, Yankees not making the postseason, and then the Dodgers getting ousted by a division rival in the Arizona Diamondbacks, you need to make immediate improvements. And even if Juan Soto's a rental and doesn't sign long-term, bringing in a top-10 player in baseball is a way to fix the outfield. Right. So I'm, I'm excited for it, but of course, you know, what's what's fun about this oh, time God. of year, what's fun about this time of year is just baseball Twitter. Like, I don't is know. If, it, I don't know if is you it remember. really fun? You know what happened a year ago on this day, Ben, no. on baseball Twitter? No. <laughs> John Heyman from the Baseball Winter Meeting said, I don't even know who that Ar- is. Arson Judge. <laughs> Do you remember this? No. Instead of know. instead of Aaron Judge, he writes Arson oh, Judge I do remember is that. going to the San Francisco Giants. I do. Yes, I do. Which n- didn't happen, by the way. Newsflash to those people uh, who may not know baseball. 
And it was great. Like that that was probably the last great day of Twitter, to be honest with, Shut with you. Up. It was. Stop. Twitter just keeps getting worse. Stop. That, no, that I, was I a great day that, where everyone on. was just slamming on John Heyman. Uh okay. I'll I'm gonna Who get, I like, by the way. I like Heyman. But I can't I can't do baseball in, in December. I know. Unless I'm sorry. unless this, you, you brought it up. Uh, unless, I know. Unless I didn't the, bring it up. I know. Unless the Otani stuff to Detroit is real. Which I'm I'm just pulling things out of thin air, to yes. be honest. That's Probably that's probably not gonna happen. Wink, wink. Probably, almost, definitely. almost, most definitely, <laughs> almost. But hey, he's There's... he's keeping it a secret. So hey, like Kevin Garnett says, anything is possible, right? You, hear, you hear that sounder watch, on our station? Watch him just sign with like, <laughs> like Cincinnati, <laughs> just like the most out of left field team, Dude. tiny market. What's the smallest market in baseball? Kansas. Ooh, City. What question. if he just signed with Kansas City? That'd be classic. That'd be remarkable. Great All ballpark. Right. All right. Um, I'm going to give you a, th- a few different things. You tell me which one you want to hear first. Okay. Pistons are 100% beating Memphis tonight. <laughs> snapping the 17-game losing streak. Oh, I can't the wait. The Lions fans made the Saints GM cry. Ooh. Um, if Brock Purdy wins MVP, I might quit watching football. <laughs> what a smorgasbord of stuff here. Or we can talk about Brock Lesnar's daughter, who's literally a carbon copy of Brock Lesnar. Uh, let's leave with the Lions. I don't know what you're talking about with the Saints GM, actually. Okay, so the Lions takeover tour has been remarkable this season. The fans have shown up everywhere. They have. And for the fourth time this season, the other team has had to say something about it. Uh, I'll read you the uh, part part of this quote from the Saints GM. We're used to having a large number of Saints fans at our uh, away games. We're not used to having that volume of visiting fans at our home games. And so I would say, look at our stadium sold out in season, uh, in season basis. It's a in season sellout most years. That's disappointing to have that many tickets resold and, you know, given to the visiting fans. But I understand the economics of it. I understand the season tickets are expensive and you can't go to every game. So you're going to pick and choose which ones you can sell. But it caught me a little off guard by the volume, as you said, in the lower bowl. That was unusual. And look, I understand it, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. We made them cry. Good that job. Was, good that job, was, Lions That was a fans. very good answer. <laughs> good job, Lions fans. <laughs> I like that answer, but it's true. It's true. And it is it is concerning, especially for a fan base like New Orleans, because they 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 love that team, and especially with LSU not being... <laughs> they were booing that team. Well, what do well, you mean? Well, that's the thing. That's how bad it's gotten, where they're still... Remember, and I'm going to keep reiterating this, no matter how crazy it sounds... They're fighting for the division. I understand they're five and seven. They are fighting. The Falcons are six and six. The Saints can make the playoffs and host a playoff game. They could potentially do so. And that's what the Falcons would do if the season were to end today, which it doesn't obviously, but, but that's, that's how the NFL is laid out. And a lot of those Saints fans were there to voice their displeasure with the team, which it's fair. Yes. You, you give Carr this big money uh, coming off his age 32 season and he can't throw the ball. 32. Yeah. Oh my. God, you know, and, and but when when Sean Payton leaves and, and that or not leaves when that tenure was over, that was the golden era of Saints football. Mm. And it's they're trying to get back to that era, and it's tough, and it's especially be, if you, not not to keep going on about the Saints, but all those teams in that division. When your division's that bad, similar to the AL Central this year, it's so annoying when your team's really bad. Yeah. Like that's how I felt with the Giants with the NFC East a couple a couple oh, years ago when every go. team you sucked. The Giants and the but I'm just when every team sucked, it's like, oh my gosh, and we suck too. Like this can't be the one year that we're good, and that's how Saints fans feel, and uh, and you don't blame them. All right, next. But the Lions, uh, Lions got the dub. Uh, 
All right, now your options are Pistons are going to win today. I think we save that for right up against it. Oh, fine. Brock Purdy wins MVP. Yeah. You want that? I, I want to hear your thoughts on the MVP stuff because I, I think... I'm going to quit watching football if Brock Purdy wins MVP. <laughs> that's my stuff. On yeah, me. that's cap. No, I'm not going to quit it, watching it, football. I, I'm, I'm going to write a 300-page manifesto nice. about why Brock Purdy should not win MVP and why that award is stupid if he does win it. I, I can't that's, wait to... That's mind-boggling to me that he's going to win MVP or he's the favorite to win MVP right now. I, I can't wait in Why? 20 years when we get to go to the Michigan library and it's Connor Stallion's manifesto published and then Ben Boschers about the, uh, about Brock Purdy. L- I, I think the biggest thing like with the 14, M- yeah. 15, 16 other quarterbacks that could step in and run this offense the exact same way. Why is he the most valuable guy? He's not, not even close dude. He's doing what he's doing with a great team. He's not elevating. How them. is CMC not? But not their the MVP. He's, he, he's doing How is Tyreek Hill to not the, the most? Ship? If the award is the most valuable player, that should be the player that if you take them off the team, they get significantly worse. Which I understand is a quarterback most of the time. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm getting at here. But you're, Brock yeah. Purdy, you're, you're, what <laughs> happens if Brock Purdy's the quarterback of the Chiefs with all those wide receivers? You're gonna love this comparison. We'll want want to fire you up in the last five minutes. You love praising J.J. McCarthy. Brock Purdy is the NFL's version of J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy is not a Heisman candidate. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But you love and feel that he's underrated and love praising him. That's what San Fran's going to do. Look, Brock Purdy's and they play a good the big quarterback. Market. Brock Purdy's a and good quarterback. his numbers quarterback. are great. But he has the number two scoring defense in the league that has three all-pro players. He has the best running back in the league, a top 15 receiver, a top three tight end, and a first ballot Hall of Fame left tackle. How is Brock Purdy the most valuable piece of this team? Let's, let's it's a quarterback s- award. I uh, Ty- Tyree Kill that. is not even because that was going to be my next point. That. But if you put Brock Purdy on the Chiefs, mm-hmm. is that team even getting to six wins? Hypothetical stuff. I don't think so. Just based on the fact and that if, they have Mahomes and they just lost. No, the how about back. if Jared Goff is the quarterback of of the 49ers? You telling <laughs> me Goff is going to win MVP? No, that's what that's what this award is telling me. But it's he's gonna, a dumb he, he award. He would be in the conversation. I'm. I think it's a quarterback most years. It's every but Tyree year. Kill has been the most valuable player in the league this year. You, I agree. You, you can't get around that. I agree. All but, right. By the way, too, on the McCarthy point, you throw for sixty yards against Penn State. That's why you're not a Heisman candidate. Purdy's yet to do that. If you're wondering. <laughs> right. <laughs> and his he also sorry, had, guy he also, throwing he, eight times in a game. It's well, gonna, also, you're gonna fall off the Heisman. Because well, he was at, he had a great season, great numbers. But when you do that, Brock Purdy also leads the league in yak yards, which is of course, all receivers, of course, and and tight ends and yards after the and catch, running baby. Backs, when you, know, you could all just these all pro guys, when you could drop it to Debo, he makes the plays when he's called upon too. It's that's that's what it's been. That's what it's been. Patrick, and, and remember something too, not to. And this is the first defend uh, Purdy, and, and then we'll finish with your Pistons point because I can't wait to hear this argument. Really wanted but, to squeeze this Brock Lesnar thing in, nah, but I don't think it's going to happen. But. Uh, what was it last year? The 49ers were a drastically different team with their backup. Like, Purdy, oh, you mean without CMC? <laughs> well, McCaffrey was part of it too. I McCaffrey was, but Purdy getting hurt was the nail in their coffin. John, they didn't He's, have another quarterback. We didn't even get to see that team without, with a different quarterback. They didn't have one. Their backup was Brock Purdy without a right arm. Again, he, he's not put similar to McCarthy in Michigan. He doesn't have to elevate them because the system is so great and he's doing what Which, he has to do. So how is he the most valuable player? 
it's it's fair, but th- it's 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 what the Vegas odds are because it's based on numbers and success. Dumb. And it's it's honestly again, it's the best quarterback award, and Dumb. it's not the most valuable player because it's the most outstanding player. That that's what it's been for years. The MVP should Brock be Curry a guy has like been Hill. the most outstanding player this year. That's what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, and an MVP could, could be like my, like people are probably going to scoff at this, and you may. Miles Garrett should be in the MVP conversation. I agree. Without with him, you. the Browns I like, agree. are not are not an above five hundred team because they have a laughable offense. He has won them games. I agree. Same with thing you. to a lesser extent with Parsons and Dallas too. They don't win that game against Seattle without him coming clutch in the late stages. I agree with you. You know what else I agree with? The Pistons winning. The tonight? Pistons are going to win today. I don't know. They this, have two this, wins. They're they're at home and aware. a Memphis team with five wins is minus two. Wait 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 wait. Starting point guard for Memphis, out. Who is that? Ja. Backup point guard ja, for Memphis, yes. also out. That. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, okay. Out, dealing with a foot injury. He's been out since November. Mm-hmm. First guard off the bench, Luke Kennard, former Piston, out. Starting center, Steven Adams, out. <laughs> Backup power forward, Brandon Clark, out. There's guys named Jalen Noel and David Roddy starting tonight for Memphis, or, or at least they started last Saturday. Is D. Rose going to get some I've never burn? heard of either of those two guys, and I watch the NBA every single night. Is, 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 Who is Jalen Noel and David Roddy? Where did those guys come from? I've never heard of them. And then you got to deal with all the bench guys that you no one has ever heard of. Bojan's back. Cade's shooting not, 39% from three in the past 10 games. They're going to win today. If they don't win today, they should be relegated to the G League. They should just be 29 teams in the league the rest of the year. They're going to win today. Two and eight, two and eighteen Pistons and the five and fourteen Memphis Grizzlies. Game of the year. Game of the year. If you don't win this one, something needs to happen. Trade everyone. I don't even care. This is the most winnable game you have the rest of the way because the rest of the schedule. I mean, it's 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 rough. It's like Orlando, the Pacers, both just elite teams right now. And then you're playing a bunch of other teams above five hundred in December. So. This is this is like your last chance, and then I'll just be happy. I'll be content. I can go to bed happy for once. The Pistons win. Instead, I'm. What am I even talking about? They're probably going to lose today. What am I talking about? But uh, hey, it's a guarantee. I want to see some cash hole on it tomorrow, uh, tonight, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Want to? I'm going to do something insane and put money on them. Do I'm it. Do it. Do it. All right, everyone. That was a good show. Fun show. Thanks for chiming in. Thanks for texting in. We'll keep the Michigan State stuff on the radar. That was the payoff. And I hope it was worth it.